Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. So as most of you know, I am a huge Robotech geek. It is... It is my favorite cartoon. Conversely, in Palladium, uh, Robotech is my favorite game. I, I, it was the first game I was ever exposed to. You've heard this all before. If you, <laughs> Go back. <Yeah. laughs> if, if you've gone through the, the playlist here. There is one <laughs> glaring hole in the Robotech books, and that is the omission of one character that I found to be completely central to the story. I know why Palladium left them out because he was already dead by the time that you supposedly are playing in in the game um, because the first Robotech book takes place after after the end of the show and they're based on the show so there was really no need to put them in. However, I would argue that Roy Foker is central to Robotech. He is everyone's big brother. He is the big brother that everyone wishes they had. Roy Foker does not appear in any of them. I know because to do the research for this, I looked through every book, including the Macross books that Palladium put out early, and he's he's just not there. Does that mean then that there are no Palladium supplements for Robotech that take players into the... To, to a time zone the before Macross yeah. area, no, you can you can play there. It, it actually states in the in the Robotech book, but they also say that the original one that they assume that you're going to be playing after the destruction of the SDF one, huh? And that's why Roy Foker isn't there because he he bit the bullet. I want to talk about him and say why not only is he an important character to Robotech, but he's an important archetype for. Any any game, really. Spoilers. <laughs> no. I figure if you're listening to this, then you probably are familiar with Roy and Robotech. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've had since the '80s, so forty years old at this point. You know. So here's the difference between Roy Foker and every other "you killed my brother, father, priest" trope that in, infects things. Roy Foker never tried. And this is only true for um, Robotech. This is not true for Macross, where Roy Foker was a bit of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in in Robotech itself, the, the mashup by Carl Masick, he is a fiercely driven warrior, a supportive big brother to Rick Hunter. He is he is loyal to his lady. He is he is the all-around paladin type of a soldier. He is he is skilled. He is kind, he is generous, and fierce in battle. And that is something that I, I, I think that that type of archetype deserves to be brought forth more in, into gaming. Just um, he's, he's not recovering from anything, and he, he fights to his last. And I, I think that that kind of, of purity of character, that all-around good guy, has been lost in the nuanced backstory that everyone seems to be getting these days where it's like oh no this is what i had to overcome to get here no roy roy was 
Roy was a soldier early on. He joined he joined Rick Hunter's father, Pop Hunter, in the Flying Circus. Uh, later, joining the uh, Unification Wars of the World War Three event that happened in Robotech, and then when the SDF One crashed, he joined uh, the Robotech the Robotech forces. In none of these times did he take a swing at anyone who wasn't there. There was no bullying moments because he was an immensely skilled pilot, racking up more kills than anyone until Max came into his own. But he he stood on that and never never looked down on anyone, never teased anyone, never made anyone feel unworthy for not being as good as him. Roy Foker wanted to bring people along. Now, sometimes there was tough love in that, but it was never denigrating. And I think he's an important character, and I'm really sad that they've missed, and I'm just looking at the time when I realize I've spoken without breathing in for the last five <laughs> minutes. I like Roy Foker a lot. <laughs> I don't know if that shows. I just did a little bit of Googling on him, and stepping a little bit back towards spoilers for his death, I have confirmed my suspicion, which is that technically, in the media consciousness, Roy Foker has been dead for one year longer than Darth Vader, so... Oh, yeah. Spoilers don't matter yeah. at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> original Macross Super Dimensional Fortress was 1982. Mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi was 83. So, okay, let's, I remember from Macross now, okay, I've seen all of the original Robotech. Mm-hmm. I didn't rewatch it as Macross, but I did watch Do You Remember Love, the movie, which is kind of a retelling with the same characters, but slightly different course of events. And at least in the movie... He was an alcoholic pilot. Like he yeah. was, they're like, Roy, are you flying drunk again? And he's like, shut the fuck up. I'm flying. I'll do what I want. Fuck you. <laughs> the like, the tropes are very whoa. different from the Japanese versions. I mean, with, with, with the Japanese versions, it's kind of cut and paste with the, the Rick Hunter character and the Roy Foker and everyone else. They are tropes that everyone will recognize as being in every, every video, every show. When they took those and applied them to American audiences, the characters, all of them drastically changed, in, including Roy Foker. A, a couple of things of note, uh, he was one of the first animated people that was ever in a multiracial relationship. Oh, that's right. Claudia, right? Yeah, Claudia Grant. That caused a lot of stir at the time. That relationship was pretty awesome as portrayed in the Robotech show. It was a loving relationship. They both mm-hmm. valued each other so much that he died <laughs> resolving. He, 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 had, he died, yeah. technically died in combat, but his spirit, his will to go home and see his wife and keep a promise was so strong that as soon as he did that, that's when he died. <laughs> like, yeah. It was really powerful. It, it, I mean, it wasn't quite the death of Optimus Prime to young Matthew. But it was it was definitely my second. It's way above the Swamp of Sorrows and Artax, you know, for for young Matthew's moment. Yeah. Roy Foker believed in duty above all else. That includes duty to people and, you know, the causes he served. And that's that's something that that once again, you're you're talking about purity of purpose. You're talking about, you know, the 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 space knight, if you will. If there was ever an Arthurian space knight who was just pure to what he was, that would be Roy Foker. It's not Max. It's not, it's not Rick Hunter. It's not any of the other heroes of 
of the series. It's Roy Foker. Gosh, I I don't know what to say about him really. I mean, um, yeah. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to bring forth my my deep love for this character, and I think it's just coming out as like fanboy babbling, which is exactly what it is. But we're a fanboy podcast, so yeah. we babble about fanboy shit. <laughs> okay, I, I'd like to ask you a question. Yeah, sure. You stated at the very beginning that Roy is not statted up in any of the books. Yeah. Well, how would you do it? Roy Foker is a flying ace. So that would be, that would be the first. That's his, uh, he's a Veritech pilot OCC. Okay. Alignment. He is principled. Okay. He is the, the stalwart defender type. And I, I believe that's principled is, is the more paladin hoodie. Oh, that's to, to, to say it as opposed one to goodness. scrupulous. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, once again, I'm I'm talking specifically about the one that would appear in Robotech. We're not yeah. talking any of the other versions. Then that's what the games were cast off. Of. That's fine. Yeah, I would put him at about level five to six. He was a squad leader and a, a damn good one. Man, I mean, the I I don't know how to explain that except to say that the man took MDC damage. To his body, and still flew his plane home. So there's there's some mechanic happening in there. And I'm not <laughs> sure quite how that worked out, but he had what is it four four MDC holes in his back. I'm thinking he probably made a terrific save on his save versus coma death roll. Yeah, and the GM was like, "Look, man, you're dead." And the player's like, okay, I, I actually don't want to resist this, but can I go out in a cool, touching moment? And the GM's like, yeah. I got you, fam. We good. <laughs> but let's not tell the other players until we reveal it at the table. Yeah. You know, for for his stats, a lot of it would be, uh, for his skills, excuse me, would be dumped into the interpersonal skills. He, he doesn't do a lot except really badly play the guitar. Like, I don't know, I'm talking badly. <laughs> Like fifth grader around a campfire, badly, just just really bad. He is occasionally disingenuous to the chain of command, preferring to stick up for his people first. So I would put most of his points in pure flying. He has fierce devotion from the people who fly under him and the people who know him in his life. So there would probably be some skills in leadership. Or something along those lines. Uh, something that, yeah, yeah. I would also say he had a uh, a good role on physical beauty. The man, you know, he had he had good bangs, nice sideburns. He had a hero's chin. He had a hero's chin. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just he's a straight Veritech pilot and a damn fine one. He's appeared in a couple of other things too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting how <laughs> he gets nods in various things. He was in uh what was it? I was going to mention it if you didn't. <laughs> uh, the 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 name's escaping me. I there was a brief image of him in Knights of Sidonia, I believe. I do remember he did have a very minor just a visual background walk by cameo in the Netflix Voltron reboot. He was in the first episode while they were at the uh, the military base. And at one point, it's either Hunk or Pidge or something are walking down a hallway. And you see into the officer's mess. And you see right there sitting at a table eating is Roy Foker. 
Was it apple pie? Claudia's uh, last no, dish. Pi- it was pineapple salad. Pineapple salad. That's it. Yeah. It was a, a running gag in the in the show, and that was eventually what he died trying to get back to as uh you know, he wasn't, of course, trying to get back to his to his lady who he loved dearly. Yeah. It was pineapple salad. And that there's actually like this whole sub thing that's grown up around pineapple salad is one of the sad things on the internet. Oh. You have to dig a little deep to find it, but it's fun. <laughs> To take us out, though, the case for Roy Foker in the game, uh, there, there's a couple of reasons why you want this. If you truly want to play the Zentradi Uprisings as it was you know, detailed in the, the game lore, that's fine. But if you're playing Robotech, odds are you want to be on the SDF-1. Odds are you want to be taking your orders from Lisa Hayes and Claudia Grant. Odds are you want to be at the pivotal moments of the best part of Robotech, which is the Macross War. To do that, there is a figure you need, and that figure is that space paladin himself, Roy Foker. So that's why I'm bringing him up, even though he just, he does not appear in any of the books. You need Roy Foker to play the Macross era, and he's such a great character. You, you, absolutely, you absolutely need him to be there because he's, he's part of the tone of it. I will agree with that. Roy is central to the show. I do now suddenly have another question for you regarding mm. the exclusion of Roy Foker because of the, you know, his him being dead at the time of the setting. Does the book also stat up the captain and the bridge bunnies? Because aren't they dead as well? They, they do not. Okay. Gloval isn't in there. Okay. Uh, Sammy and Vanessa and the rest of them aren't there either. You know, you have Lisa Hayes, yeah. you have Max Sterling, you have all the ones that survived. Like, it wasn't just an oversight. They they actually, it was intended to be played later Got it. in the Macross saga. So, yeah. I think this was a nice tribute to Roy. Yeah. Well done. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. And we'll probably do some more character spotlights. Um, I'm, I, I really want to do some from Riffs next i think yeah I, I do too there's a yeah there's a few i'm pretty sure that if we get people who might consider themselves to be fans of what we do they're probably going to want us to do a handful of very specific personalities that i'm not going to mention but you probably know who they are yeah <laughs> all right well thanks for tuning in folks thanks again You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.